0: You're listening to a Monster Kid Podcast. <laughs> we interrupt this broadcast to bring you this special message. How's it going, eh? Today's show on the Monster Kid Podcast Network is a classic. Hosted by two comedic geniuses who've watched way too much North American cinema from the 21st century. Mike Pisacano and Anthony Silio entitled cinemarketing this podcast chronicles the heroic adventures of two latter-day consumers of film and the marketing surrounding them or to use the correct 20th century terminology losers we hope you give it three thumbs up Welcome to Cinemarketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. I am your host, Mike Pesicano, and I am being joined in person by two lovely horror boys who uh, have been no stranger to the Monster Kid universe, and they are now here to bring in their their monster, their monster uh, Cinemarketing int- introduction. Their n- I've been on this show before, Mike. <laughs> yes, you have, but not as a group. But who hasn't been on this show? That's very true. Uh, this guy. Yes, Brandon... Uh Dr. Brandon Hardy is here with us. Hi Brandon. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um and I think like we don't like Mike anymore uh yeah. after, <laughs> yeah. after what we had to go through to watch this. I'm Lewis by the way. I'm the other co-host of of uh a semi-regular co-host I guess now on Cinema Marketing and uh alternate co-host and also co-host of Gory Picture Show. Yeah. So I want you guys tell us what you, what do you guys do over on the Gory Picture Show? Uh, we watched the taboo, twisted, weird, and gritty grindhouse drive-in backroom video store drivel your parents didn't know to warn you about. You had to get you yeah, your, your, your slogan. Your, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm now now, in layman's it, no. terms, what does that mean? Uh, we watch Fucked Up shit, Man, and we talk about it, um, break it down. Brandon does amazing research uh, to put it all into context. Yeah, uh, he, he's, the, the amount of research he does, he's putting me to shame, uh, especially on this episode where I'm just like, I'm sitting here, we were sitting here for like 15 minutes just trying to do enough research to, to, yeah. to impress Brandon with. And it, and it was embarrassing. We, it, he did not, make the mark it was
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah Brandon mm. hopped a plane traveled across the country
1: to watch this movie with us yeah. and talk about it didn't you watch this on a plane I watched it on a plane and I was yeah. terribly embarrassed for doing so <laughs> oh yeah didn't you have like a guy reading like a gun magazine next to you yeah the guy next to me was reading Countdown Ben Laden and <laughs> Recoil magazine Oh, God. He must have thought tactical that, gear. Yeah,
0: he must have thought that you were watching this because like, yo, know, it was like your favorite movie or something. <laughs> yeah, It's like this lib fucking loves watching us get murked out there. Oh, God. Um Yeah, so this is one of the more like unconventional types of movies uh for this show it has like a very specific controversy around it which is why it which like affected like its marketing campaign specifically but it's this is not there's not video games and cartoons about this one so there's not that much more like extra Mm -hmm. cross-promotional material Mm -hmm. for this it's mainly like one big specific thing about this yeah. movie it's ironically like the story of how it didn't come out initially like <laughs> like how it wasn't released it's this is a movie that really like kind of doesn't exist uh, yeah <laughs> I, I wish i could live in the world where it actually doesn't and <laughs> i didn't have to watch it for yeah. any reason i also feels bad because like i know i wanted to bring you guys on to like we'll talk about like some trashy horror movies but like the thing is a lot of those they're very like you know Underground, low budget, underseen. So it's not like they have like. They don't get a a lot of marketing, yeah. Yeah, there's not an extensive marketing campaign behind it. So I was trying to like you know find stuff that would fit in that wheelhouse, and I'm like, oh, this is Blumhouse. It's like trashy, and there's and maybe we'd have some fun making fun of it. It was. It was a painful experience watching this movie, and the fact that your wife joined us just unprompted was yeah. like, oh, let me see what this is about, and then by the end of it, she was like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Why she did asked you, you me... to leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, was, she was like, no, Sarah, not, not who, my home. Your wife, who regularly, like, bakes me cupcakes yeah. and, like, fucking baked goods. We and... basically feed and bathe you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she, she she didn't want me in her sight anymore yeah. because
1: of this. Yeah. She, she had words with me. She's like, yeah, that can't happen again. We can't. We can't. Do that I mean, thank God this movie wasn't longer than it is. I mean, it's an it's exactly ninety minutes, like to the yeah. millisecond. A perfect length for a plane trip from Kentucky to New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the movie we're talking about is The Hunt from twenty twenty. And it is directed by Craig Zobel, who his previous directorial work was like Z for Zachariah. That he, doesn't sound like a real thing. It was a movie I remember it played at Sundance once a year. I mean one year. Once, once a year. year. <laughs> they, they brought it, it back. back. Every it was year. that <laughs> successful, they brought it back. No, but uh, it was it had Margot Robbie and it was and uh, I think Zach Efron was in it. It was about like I don't know some post-apocalyptic thing where they were like the last humans on Earth or whatever, mm. and they were like Margot Robbie was like the last woman and the, and they were like trying to repopulate the Earth or something. Yeah, I don't know if this guy has a good sense of like mm. anything <laughs> world like, world's yeah. timeliness or anything Sounds like that. Like
1: some Kurt Cameron shit. Yeah, yeah. it
0: really does. Yeah, apparently he's also like, I guess, the director or showrunner of *Mayor of Easttown on HBO. Yeah, which is, everyone has only told me glowing things about. Like, mm. apparently it's like just like a hell of a crime drama. And uh, the best thing HBO's done since True Detective is uh, something I've, I've heard said a bunch about it. So, OK. Um. And also, speaking of other people involved with this movie who have HBO credentials, the movie was written by Damon Lindelof and Nick Hughes, who were mm. they were like the primary writers on Leftovers and Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah. Mm. So uh, very confused as to how this happened because this like actually like feels like it's written by a high schooler yeah um, like it's with so all, all the very obvious like high school literature metaphors and oh, we'll all God. get into that uh, the movie stars Betty Gilpin Hilary Swank, Ike Barinholtz Wayne Duvall, Ethan Supley Emma Roberts, Glenn Howerton, Amy Madigan and Reed Bernie and starring for some of these is very generous yeah yeah <laughs> all things considered i mean there's also um yeah, justin hartley um in there like who from uh you know he was green arrow on smallville he was on this is us and uh, big his sarah was so blown away by his inclusion they're like how'd they land that guy and i'm like he's like a tv actor like if you <laughs> offer him a, a any role in a major film you can just pay him like a meatball sub and he'll show up um but like yeah i i mean the, i guess like a fairly star-studded cast for its opening uh yeah. and that's about it yeah the, a majority of those names emma roberts like Holtz, they show up in the beginning beginning. beginning to get shot and killed. Yeah, which is hilarious. In a a movie where Ike Barinholtz is like a (laughs) celebrity cameo that you have in the beginning. (laughs) like You're fucking reaching. Uh, (laughs) And the movie was, of course, produced by Blumhouse Pictures. This is definitely like, I feel like, do you think that this was their attempt at like, recreating like we're gonna make Get Out but for the other side like yeah you had you pointed that out when we were watching it and it kind of did feel like that but then like I, I don't know like watching the whole movie like I couldn't it doesn't feel like it has, like, allegiance to... It feels like it has nothing to say is actually right. the, the the main issue with it. But, like, it, it jumps the fence a lot as to whose perspective it, it chooses to uh, align with. It kind of goes back and forth a bunch. Yeah. Um, but it does... I mean, I, I I would say, you know, the hero is this this right-wing Republican, or she's not actually. Yeah, it's, it's like the twist, even though the picture that... Uh, it's... God, I'm yeah. getting upset thinking <laughs> about this movie again. Yeah, I'm sorry, I gotta well, do this to you. I know, again. no, it's okay. We're here yeah. now, but it's also like I guess like they're also like famous. If you notice, like on the poster, uh, well, we get into those soon? But on the poster, it'll say like the producers of Get Out and The Purge. Like those are the two specific uh, yeah, ones that they yeah. that they choose from, and it's like seems like yeah again trying to make like some like fiery inflammatory like you know political thriller horror movie type of thing and yeah this certainly did not go in their favor I I would say as far as like publicity um, didn't have anywhere near as much of a like impact as those first two did. Yeah, I, I I'm curious. How did this? Do you know how this movie did? Like, we'll get all. all we'll right. Get all I'm all sorry. I'm okay. not trying to. say so, yeah. So sorry are your
1: boots, man. Yeah. yeah so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm
0: sorry. All right. So this movie uh, was originally uh, announced to have been released on September 27th of 2019, but then after. Uh, a couple of major mass shootings in the United States uh, around August of that time it was specifically Dayton Ohio and the El Paso Texas shootings that had happened around that time the movie was pulled from Universal's release schedule Mm. and then yeah they they didn't like delay it or anything it was literally just like at first they just cancelled it pulled it from release they they didn't really want to commit Mm. to putting another date on it and because of that the announcement of doing that. The former president of the United States, Donald J. Trump had a, a very inflammatory tweet to say about it where he <laughs> an inflammatory tweet to say yeah <laughs> it's really you know it's it's a blessing that he's not on twitter anymore so that way we don't yeah, have to like, hear his stupid yeah. voice but you know or read at, it yeah, yeah. I, but you know who knows how many movies are out here looking for free publicity that he's not ta- able yeah. to talk about but anyway so God, it's it's I don't want to even fucking read you what he has to say. If don't... you would like to do the honors, you could read right, the I, tweets. I'm not doing a voice, is that cool? Can yeah, I can read prefer them? that. <laughs> I feel like okay. I would have the temptation to do that. Oh. You just do it All normally right. I can I can resist that temptation. <laughs> Liberal Hollywood is racist at the highest level and with great anger and hate. And he capitalizes the A in anger and the H in hate and also the R in racist. So keep that in mind. (laughs) They like to call themselves elite, but they are not elite. Also E in elite, capitalized, don't get it. In fact, it is often the people that they so strongly oppose that are actually the elite. The movie coming out is made in order... And then he goes on to the next one to inflame. That makes no sense. (laughs) The movie is the movie coming out is made in order to inflame and cause chaos. They create their own violence and then try to blame others. They are the true racists. Also, again, capitalized and are very bad for our country. Seeing country is capitalized which that would might make sense i don't know like maybe it's like god where you know you're like him no, not a country gets capitalized <laughs> now, unless it's the name of the country you don't need to right, So he's it. not it's very probably. bright who knows yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's got to also it's got to be a pain in the ass to have to shift capitol talks yeah, every yeah, time. He's if going you... out of his way to be dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And then because of the the response that Trump had on Twitter, uh, the the conservative media ran with that. So this I would normally, under any circumstances, be absolutely opposed to watching or playing or being subjected to Fox News and Sean Hannity under any circumstances. But I think that just for context. Let's just play this clip of of him. I guess regaling what has happened. Welcome back to just for context.
1: All right, the media mob, and it is a mob. They're now completely unhinged. They're only getting worse. Goes for Hollywood too. Look at this: Universal Pictures set to release a brand new movie about hunting. Yes, irredeemable deplorables for sport. You know, we smelly Trump Walmart voters that cling to our God, guns, uh, religion, and Bibles.
0: Yeah, you know, you know that cadence that like Trump speaks with that is just like he just has a thought and then yeah. he like goes on to something com- complete tangent uh, after that, that has related, nothing to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what Hannity does. Like, he goes on to do that after this. Like he brings up another tweet that someone else made about something completely different and trying to relate the two and they have no nothing connection to each other. But he, even the way he starts out where he's like the mob, the media mob, it's a mob. They they, think, they don't think they're a mob, but they are. No, they're he, getting worse. He like, actually sounds like he's doing a Trump impression uh, in the beginning yeah. of that clip. Up. It's, it's trying nice. to emulate his fucking... His messiah. His daddy, yeah. <laughs> his, his daddy. <laughs> yeah. Old papa. big daddy. Which is also... And the other aspect of this movie that I think is just so weird how how triggered the conservative media got over this movie. They're like, this movie that celebrates the, the liberal elites hunting up good-hearted American men for sport. And it's like... Do you realize that, like, even just by judging by the trailers, which we'll watch one in a minute, you could tell that, like... You're supposed to be the good guys. Like this yeah. should be your this should be your calling card. This should be your favorite movie. I'm surprised Queenon the- hasn't like adopted this movie. Yeah, I mean like the I don't know, the conservative narrative at least, you know, since Trump hit office was like so often like just framing themselves as the victims and that's what this movie does. Like like there are these like poor unfortunate people who get kidnapped and hunted by rich people. Like it's almost impossible not to sympathize with them in right. this movie and like they are purely victims in this like i mean you know you you as the movie goes on like we get into like their their crazy like bullshit beliefs and and you know a lot of that stuff is very dangerous and bad but like they're they've still been kidnapped and are being hunted like they they still have the moral high ground still right. in this movie yeah and it also does like try to make their their crazy conspiracies like seem like like quirky character traits yeah like right yeah, they're, they're all played for gags and, and not, like, for the, the, the dangerous crap that it actually is. Right.
1: Well, I yeah. mean, there's, we had talked about this a few days ago, but so early on in the film, so many of these deaths are played for laughs that I think tonally, and, you know, as, uh, in, like, setting up audience expectations, we're not really sure, or at least I wasn't, like, how I was supposed to feel about what was, what was happening in yeah. the story and how I was supposed to align myself as a viewer with some of the characters and also we had mentioned I think you had brought this up Mike that uh the movie tends to have this uh uh, you know, play play the the South Park way in terms of being very middle of the road, or like nobody is exactly yeah. Everyone's stupid except for us who made right. this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least that's what it feels like. Maybe that's not exactly the yeah.
0: Trying to be doing. like the the like enlightened centrist who is like both sides are bad actually, and right. it's like even in the context of this movie, like yes, the liberal elites who have kidnapped you and hunting you for sport, but like the beliefs that they're spouting are still like like oh climate change is real asshole. But compa- which is also compared to what they're saying which is like, oh, the the globalist cucks who run the deep state, which is an actual line from the movie. It's like mm-hmm. there's one side that like, you know, they have their beliefs and yet yeah, they're very forthright about it. And then there's another side where it's just like they're not living on fucking Earth. Like, yeah. What saying. yeah. Mm. And that's why this like whole dichotomy of like, well, both sides are just as extreme. It's like that. It's not a it's not a comparable now no. argument. It's just our, our liberal politics getting yeah. leading into our podcast, and but here we are. Yeah, I hope that this doesn't make me sound like I'm coming across as like a triggered liberal snowflake. No, you sound like a real lib cuck right now. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. You I, sound like
1: that one guy in the, in the movie that has a podcast, Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tells everybody, God. hey, I'm a podcaster. Yeah.
0: Also, I really do hate it now how like in media, podcast has become code for conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. I feel like podcast has just become code for a person you don't want to talk to, which you know what? I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've met I've met a lot of podcasters. Everyone in the MKPC is awesome, but I've met non-MKPC podcasters, and everyone sucks but us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's our our viewpoint. Everyone's just as bad except for us. Except for us, <laughs> we're fucking killing yeah. it. Yeah, the movie was also like, originally rumored to have been titled Red State versus Blue State, which is like, man, if you couldn't get any more on the nose, mm. but uh, yeah, is that like a, a joke about like red versus blue, like the the halo thing. I think it was just mm. just literally Red States versus Blue States. That's the worst title it. then for a movie Still, ever. If it, yeah, if it I mean, was a joke on the Halo thing, I'd at least be like, okay,
1: so it's, it's I guess, wordplay kind of. Now, thing. if it were a sequel to Red State... Yeah, we, we were then, talking, yeah, we, we were talking off Rest mic state.
0: about Red State and how, like, that movie also, like, kind of inflamed, like, a, a provoked a reaction from the right wing, and it's better. It is better, <laughs> and it also is more firm in who it's critiquing, mm-hmm. and I feel like that also is, would, that would be another movie that would be interested to cover uh, yeah. for yeah. this show. Absolutely. I wish I suggested we do that instead of yes Yeah, this. sincerely, I do too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, down the road, maybe we can do that. Yeah. We can
0: come back for yeah, the fucking, yeah. the Red State state uh, trilogy, the Red (laughs) State series. What's the third Red State movie? Oh, God. (laughs) Is Uh, it just Red with, uh, (laughs) with all the old people? Universal then later claimed that that was never the working title for the movie, and I'm like... I don't know if I believe mm. that. It feels like they're just trying to cover their ass. Just try to, like, you know, douse the flames a little bit. Maybe. I I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know. I, I. It's hard to believe that anyone would name a movie that. But then again, like, I don't know. Sony wanted to make a Aunt May movie, and they lied about that, too. They were like, we would never do something that stupid. Then the email leaks happened, and it was like, oh, nope. You were really going to do that, you dumb fucks. You were going to make an Aunt May spy movie, you fucking idiot assholes. I uh, fucking hate them so much. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the posters that were released for this movie. Now the most mm. the, the most famous poster, the one that's most like uh, and where could the people at home find these posters? You could find these posters, uh, aside from just googling them. Uh, you could <laughs> <laughs> you figure it out stupid. Yeah, you could follow follow our podcast on Cinemarketing Podcast on Instagram. And in the stories, like on the story highlight reel for the hunt, I will post the uh, pictures of the posters so that way, while you're listening, you could follow along and see what we're talking about. Um, so the first one, This is the one that's, like, the most, like... I guess the the one that's the most headline grabbing is the poster. It's just a pig on the front cover, and then it says The Hunt, and then t- the tagline The most talked about movie of the year is one that no one's actually seen. Decide for yourself. And then it has the original release date, September 27th, crossed out, and then replaced with the new release date, March 13th. So steering into the skit, I guess. Yeah, and then th- it has a bunch of other like critic quotes that say stuff like, uh, like this is a-, a disgrace to our country, glorify violence uh demented and evil all of these quotes from critics uh, or i guess not from critics but i guess just from like media
1: outlets that had reported on the movie before it had released oh yeah we got fox news deadline indie wire people magazine daily mail time wall street yeah. journal so on
0: yeah and so that was like the one where it's like this is like when they had announced that their release date now was going to be March 13th, they came back with with a they came back with a vengeance with this poster, and it, <laughs> it, it got the people talking for a whole week, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then the next poster, this is the one that is like when the movie is trying to like you know market itself more towards middle America and hide a lot of like the political undertones of the movie. Mm. They just kind of use a lot of things. Like, this is the main poster on, like, Letterboxd, and, like, if you go on HBO, this is the one. It's, a a picture of a sheep in the middle of the forest. Get it? Because, because sheep? Get it right, yes. yeah. they say because because people are because those people are sheep, sheeple. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't even a sheep in the fucking movie. No. They there just was used a, at least the pig. There was yeah. a pig named Orwell. Right, we should. Oh, yeah, named Orwellian Orwell. Yeah, if you want, if you want to get a sense of how on the nose the fucking literary references are in this. The and they're only George Orwell references for the yeah. for their record. And the, oh, the we'll we'll get to the ending yeah. also, yeah. but
1: they talk about it at length.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then in this po- in this forest, the trees are also. Kn- knives and guns and arrows to symbolize the the, the weaponry yeah.
1: I guess and chess pieces oh wait no that's uh those are queen's p- gambit sorry no oh, uh, <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so then there's another poster the next one now this was probably the teaser poster where it's just like it looks like a road sign it says like warning hunting season is open and then then it says only designated people may be hunted at the manor and again this one is again trying to hide the more political outlet where it's just like that really does look like a a poster for like a most dangerous game remake like yeah and we brought up the the very i guess the the references or like the the, at least the homages to being at least somewhat of the same story as the most dangerous game (laughs) not the same story but just like a, a similar setting people right. get hunted yeah yeah that's that's the similarity yeah and then after the movie was released on blu-ray uh the po- the blu-ray cover for this movie is just betty gilpin like with her face all beaten up and then it's like in that same orange font as the the hunting poster as the yeah. hunt poster and again this one just i guess this is when they you know later on and they're just trying to sell, mess, yeah, sell it as just much as can just, it just make it look and, like yeah. a generic action movie but yeah, I think it's like that that first po- that that poster about with the pig on it. That is the one that is like the reason w- why like the poster marketing was uh, infamous. So now let's take a look at uh, one of the trailers for the movie, and this is the one that I think this isn't the first trailer, but this is the one that once the movie had kind of gained its reputation and they had like remarketed it uh for when they had put it back on the release schedule this is the one they came back with and it plays up a lot more of the the political commentary on it so let's look at that one
1: See that article? Every year, these liberal elites kidnap a bunch of normal folks like us and hunt us for sport. Alas, I heard free speech still exists. Don't first amend me. It wasn't real. We were joking. There's been a killing spree. You gotta come here right now. You actually believed we were hunting human beings for sport. (laughs) But you are. We have an opportunity here to teach these people. These are not real people. They're actors. I'm playing an Arab
0: refugee, but I identify as white. I think that's problematic too in
1: some way. You wanted it to be real, so you decided it was.
0: kind
1: of sick people would even think of something like that white people we're the worst
0: (laughs) can i just say every time i see footage from this movie like time is taken off my life like 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 i'm not i'm going to live less time now however much time i like i'm at least an hour and a half of my life has been cut just because i watched this movie it's just been removed i'm gonna die sooner now the, cl- the the clock is ticking i feel it it's terrible oh god it's yeah. it's so painful like I, I mean like i'm sorry like even just in the trailer hearing this the, the terrible writing even like hillary swank just phoning in this dog shit performance mm. that she does and also was she in the first trailer like were they promoting her as part of it because she's a reveal in this movie yeah they, right yeah because in this movie they show her just like as she's an actress in the movie but yeah. in the movie they hide her for at least the first like Forty-five minutes, and they only yeah. show her from the back. And right. then when it reveals, it's like this slow pan around to her right. face, as if we were supposed to be surprised. Like, oh my god, it's Hillary Swank! Like, right. who the fuck? Who? Yeah. Do, who cares? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? What does she do now? Like, I, I mean, like you know, who, I, I, is, is she a good actress? But is, like, is it because her name is Hillary and she's the villain? Is that what they were going for? <laughs> like <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'll tell you, the first time that I was uh, made aware of this movie, uh, or at least the trailer for this. I was working as a projectionist at a at a redacted theater. So we get in, we get like the trailer, uh, the new trailers of the week, and it's just like you know um, a file that says the title of the trailer, and it said the Hunt, and I was like, did they do an American remake of the Mads Mikkelsen movie? <laughs> Which I was like, I gotta see what this is about, and then I put it on, and that that trailer starts. At this, it's the scene where Betty Gilpin walks into the convenience store, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, this isn't that. Like, yeah. this is just, like, some whatever generic movie, which I was like, okay. I didn't think about it at all after that, uh, and I didn't I didn't anticipate all of the, the political uproar that it would cause, but... Yeah, I mean, I had only known about this movie through, like, news articles. Mm-hmm. I, I had never... Like, gone to the theater and saw the trailer play. Well, you could have, because, oh, well, gone to the theater to yeah, see the trailer Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. like, you know, and then, like, I don't know. I, I never cared enough to, like, watch the trailer online or anything. I knew the core concept of what it was about, and I just, like, I was like, that sounds dumb. I don't care. I was right. Uh, <laughs> I still don't care. If I wasn't doing this show, uh, I would never have watched this film. Me neither. I'm sorry that yeah. I now f- inflicted that on your life. No, it's fine. Maybe we get some good content out of it, yeah, you yeah. know like uh, we cause a good discussion. What else are we here for if not just yeah. to create content until we die? You know <laughs> All right, so now let's take a, a short little break. I'll play one uh, other TV spot and then when we come back, we're gonna get more in depth with the, the specifics of the movie. And then we'll we'll talk about how all of the stuff that was being portrayed in the marketing, uh, how it actually factored into the movie, and then everything else that came after that too.
1: Warning. Hello? On March thirteenth. What is happening? What, what is all of this? No, we're good season begins. Why are they did not punch normal folk like us. At the manor. him in the back with the rest. There's no escape. You know, I have no idea what you're up against. We are You know, even the narration there sounds like the voiceover work done in the purge. That was announcing the purge oh, and totally. Stuff like that. Yeah. So I can definitely see like maybe they were going for that type of vibe, like it was this kind of uh...
0: yeah and it's and also you notice like in in this trailer when he talks about how like they're kidnapping a bunch of normal people like us they they cut out the part where he says that the liberal elites are hunting us and mm. i think it's like more meant to like you know just play yeah. it as a, like a straight action movie or horror thriller and like you know kind of sanitize it of all the political viewpoints in the in like the tv spots for you know middle america yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. Walking away from this movie, like, the main thought I had was, and and, and I'm sorry for who this, this offends, and, and I don't mean it as harshly as it's going to sound, but, like, it, it feels like a movie that was made by dumb people for dumb people people and and I'm not saying that like is as, as far as like oh it's it's made for the Republicans necessarily which you know you know I don't think that kindly about you but you know uh, that, that's not where I'm trying to go what, what what it basically like I feel like before the internet this movie may have made sense for people who weren't maybe as uh, tuned in to have a constant echo chamber of these topical words that are constantly being spit out at you all the time it wouldn't be so cringe inducing if you weren't on social media platforms all the time. It maybe would feel more like actual satire than just a regurgitation of tweets. Yeah, um, and I'll, that's what this really does feel like. Yeah, this movie feels like a, it feels like, you know, a regurgitation of discourse that's been happening for five yeah. years and right. using buzzwords that haven't been relevant to say least. nothing new. Yeah. Like, to like, not really have a perspective at all on Yeah, like, and also, the inciting incident is referring to deplorables, which was mm-hmm. a thing that Hillary Clinton said in her campaign trail, and nobody has said it since. Yeah. and because, you know why? Because, like, <laughs> none of the liberals are, like, lining up behind Hillary anymore either. Like, it's it's just not relevant, and it wasn't by the time this movie came out. Like, it, it just—it it was a, a product of a time, and, like, a, a, a rush to capitalize on, like— A very current thread of like pop culture phenomena that is just you know by the time they were able to shoot write make a movie and release it in theaters it was already irrelevant like this was for no one and it was a pointless exercise and just i mean if this is like the liberal smugness that uh the republicans like constantly refer to like i kind of get it because like this is uh, like you, you know that that, that fucking centrist, uh, everyone's dumb but us, uh, attitude that we get from all the, all the, all the South Park shit, and and that we get from this movie. It is. It feels smug and condescending and stupid to everyone who watches it. Not not. Any particular side of of the uh, you know political spectrum, it, everyone should be insulted by this because it thinks that all of you are fucking stupid. Like, and there's no other interpretation. Like, it's it is spoon feeding you just nonsense.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it does take the discourse and make it manifest in such a way that you know it sets up this very clear adversarial kind of dynamic between the the hunters and the hunted that. I don't know. Like, it does reflect the discourse that you were talking about earlier, Mike, in, in, mm-hmm. in, in social media and stuff. Yeah. Where, like, uh, I'm thinking of the scene uh, on the train and the guy makes a comment about these immigrants being uh, crisis actors, and that sort of thing.
0: Oh when they said crisis actors, I was like, this is like this is the the step too far, especially like, I don't know. like after like the the whole Sandy Hook thing, it was so gross what happened with yeah. that oh, like uh, the the claiming that these these poor families who like lost their children were uh, hired actors. And thank God that piece of human dog shit, uh, Alex Jones is finally facing some recompense for it. But like, you know, it, one, like, if you're gonna make a joke out of it fine but make a joke don't just say the word like mm-hmm. and then like have that be the whole purpose for it uh, existing in the script is just so that you can reference it as like another marker of like Republican crazy because right. like that's that's that has no value that's stupid yeah and also how that scene then frames it as like oh, these crisis actors, it's it meant to believe, like, oh, my God, how could you believe that? But then it turns out, like, oh, actually, one of them he the he is. So it's like, again, what is it trying to say? What is its angle? Is it, like, trying to confirm these beliefs or, like, try to denounce them? It doesn't know what it wants to do. Um, in, in, in regards to every, like, belief that the movie is trying to, like, espouse. Yeah. And then, like we said, the the normal like home f- home folk, God fearing Americans, who are just you know, like they are the ones who are getting hunted. And then in the early on, it's played off as like a comedic when they get shot. Um, but then later on, it's meant to like you know make us feel like oh we should be rallying behind them. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like again, I don't know where it where, what it's trying to say about anything. Yeah. Um, or is it to make us feel guilty about?
1: kind of casting these people out.
0: Right. Well, well, well I, you know, it, it, it seems like it's in that position and then it does this whole thing, and it does it too late in the fucking movie to the mm-hmm. point where, at a point where it does not matter because they've hunted and killed Republicans for for, for that sake, but, like, they, they, they do this whole reveal where that text exchange you see in the opening of, uh, like, these liberal elites going back and forth talking about, oh, we're so excited to hunt these people. These uh, deplorables. These- Which, again, mm. the deplorables is a term that, like, yeah. Hillary said once I don't think any, no one on the left like claimed that term at least for more than like maybe a week no and no then, was, but uh... the Republicans were the ones who claimed it they referred to themselves as it proudly they put it on t-shirts so mm. it's like yeah. Again, the left is not the one keeping that phrase alive. No. But, like, okay, so even so, like, that, that whole scene just sets up the idea that there was a, uh, you know, a right-wing conspiracy theory that uh, this uh, rich fuck would get a bunch of uh, Republicans, kidnap them, and hunt them. And the r- reveal is that... That text exchange was done like sardonically, like, like it, was, it was just like a sarcastic exchange between people. It didn't become real until that text exchange leaked and caused these liberal elites to become fired in which, and that caused them to become enraged and then actually enact this hunt. Which again, By the time it's- they reveal it, though, that doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh, because they've just murdered a bunch of people they didn't even know. Like, it, it's 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 pretty crazy. And, like, which, again, maybe that's the, the claim is like, oh, you're, you're going to denounce them and you don't even know who they are as people. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, sure. But, like, then again, like, that's. That's not playing both sides of the fence, and I feel like this movie is trying to do that. Like, this movie is trying to fence it, like, pretty hard, and it's it just it's shitty at every perspective it takes. It's it's such a poorly written thing. I think I said to you, Mike, like, after it was I will never feel bad about any script I ever write ever again. The fact that this was written and turned into a movie that more than no one saw. Means that everything I've written is basically Shakespeare. I'm a god. (laughs) Yeah. No, especially not even just like the writing from like you know a a story or like you know a thematic level, but like even just like dialogue. Yeah, dialogue. The yeah, yeah, like I think like the the insertion of like the literary metaphors where it's like this is yeah, like you said that this is something that is like a high schooler would use would spend like two-minute scene like espousing a, a, a dramatic retelling of the tortoise and the hare and yeah like, oh that was the moment where I like I wanted you to turn off the movie because I was like I can't believe this is happening I've, I've never in my life seen a movie where someone <laughs> tells the whole tale of the tortoise and the hare to someone who an adult man who is fucking enraptured by this telling of tortoise in the hair. Like I have no idea where this is going. I I, I can't yeah. wait to find out. It is was fucking mind blowing. She then like, like adds like her own backstory lore to it. Like oh god. I mean you know, okay, we, we we're dumping on this movie a lot uh, and mm. rightfully so. But you, you know, I, I like to at least try to talk about things I liked about the movie do do we have any nice things to say real quick I'm I'm curious I mean I think the one thing that everybody who has seen this movie at least praises is that Betty Gilpin is yeah like, Betty Gilpin's fun yeah the talented action star and I think you know what the, the the fight scene at the end with her and Hilary Swank is like well choreographed enough in like that like Kill Bill kinda of way but it does go it goes on for yeah. way too long yeah like but, yeah, honestly, I, that's the bare minimum I have to say about this. This is, honestly, I'm only, like, eight episodes into the show. This is by far the worst movie that I've had to watch for the show. And our first episode was Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> this movie is worse than Kangaroo Jack. I at least don't feel, like, gross after Kangaroo Jack. I mean, maybe I do, but not in the same that's, way as that's this. That's just because of the farts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, yeah. I mean, the farts that this movie's sniffing is like yeah. uh, its own. Yeah, yeah. but um, also not only. Yeah, but also going back to the literary references. So the pig, as we've gone over, is named Orwell. Uh, and again, I don't know what what relevance the pig has to the story, other than just like they he, he's their pet. Um, and again, and then he and yet he was like the mascot for the movie on the on the posters and stuff. Right. Um. But then at the end of the movie, it's revealed that. So throughout the movie, they refer to Betty Gilpin as Snowball, and then she asks, "She's like, why do you keep calling me Snowball?" And the, as her and Hilary Swank are like, you know, dying on the ground together after their big fight, and Hilary Swank was like, "It's a reference to the character from George Orwell's Animal Farm." And then she, and then she says to her, "Why, why am I Snowball?" He was like an idealist who had people follow him uh, on like false pretenses. I think you should be Snowball. And then Hilary Swank says you actually read animal farm and it's like what what a who which side is most notably uh, accused of just spouting orwell references without context is it the left or it's that's the right's whole fucking thing they say everything is orwellian everything is 1984 like i don't know why this crate was was a spouse to, yeah. the, to the left I mean look I, I think by the time This movie came out Orwell references Were just completely Hack mm-hmm. in anything mm-hmm. Like it, it, there's There's no good way To do it I don't know Yeah not even just There's no good way To do it But but to 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 talk about it In length As much as this movie does. Oh yeah And consistently Throughout the whole film Yeah, yeah. Um, Back to the positive things We're gonna sandwich it all right. Uh, have- I think the pacing of this movie is pretty good. I think it, I think it moves briskly. Um, yeah. I didn't drag too much, a little bit maybe a little bit in the third act, but yeah. I think otherwise it it moves. I you, me and you like paused it halfway through were surprised to see it was 45 minutes in. We thought it had only just started. So I think that that's uh yeah, that that's an accomplishment of this dog shit film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Do you have anything anything that you
1: you could say that you liked about anything this? Anything positive? I mean, I do appreciate the literary references and an attempt to make that part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like using literacy as like a, a way of, of uh, or being surprised that someone else is right. literate when they believe that they're not. Um, but um, yeah, in terms of pacing, I agree with you. I think that for the most part, it does move at a, at a pretty uh, consistent pace. Um, but I will say like in the first... I don't know, 10 minutes or so. I think that's when I I I checked my watch the first time, oh, 10 yeah. minutes <laughs> in, I'm like, "How much more do I got here?" Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just like I don't want to be doing this anymore. And pretty yeah. much. But the first the first scene though is the the text messages that that um, you know, that they get in trouble for that. I thought my, my first note I wrote was stupid intro. Yeah. Awful opening scene. Yeah. yeah. Cause again,
0: we don't know what the context is for this. Right. Um, and then we're the, on the plane. Yeah. The next scene is we're on the liberals plane and one of the deplorables escapes and they have to kill him. And it's like, again, like these, these two scenes back to back, it's like, not I don't know, they, they don't grab you. At yeah. all. Right. Well yeah. that intro doesn't feel like it was actually like a part of like the script. That intro feels mm-hmm. like it was tacked on to make the quote unquote reveal in the third act mean something. Yeah. Because when they when they if they just told you at the end that oh there was this text exchange and blah 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah blah blah, it probably wouldn't be quite as in fact impactful as mm-hmm. seeing that text exchange. Yeah. But it feels awkward and weird and out of uh Kind of just like out of nowhere, uh, right from the get go. Well, it
1: was a device to give the audience the title of the movie because so they just uh, took the words of "The Hunt" and pulled it out of the text. That's right. And, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Uh, not a reason. That's not a reason to do that. But also on the plane, the plane, the um, uh, the guy who was talking about the the shipwreck. Uh, Glenn
0: Howerton, Dennis from It's Always Sunny. And yeah, probably. the oh,
1: other positive thing I was gonna say, cause yeah. I think he's he's
0: very charming and I like fun in everything he's in. Yeah, I like him. um...
1: Really unfortunate. This is the only thing I've seen of him besides uh, It's Always It's sunny. Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah. He was but, almost uh, our
0: Star Lord, guys. We were this close. Oh God, right. The alternate timeline. Oh we God. Uh. I mean, like the metropolis we'd be living in right now, if Glenn Howerton was Star Lord <laughs> and, and Guardians of the Galaxy, humanity mm. would just be so much farther. Glenn Howerton could have been Garfield and Mario.
1: Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> Glenn Howerton as Mario would probably be great. Which Charlie with Charlie Day yeah, as Luigi. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Brandon with the killer Charlie Day impression. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's. Now that we've gotten through a, a majority of at least like the general discussion about the movie, I want to do a little fun thing that you guys do on your show uh, The Gory Picture Show Breakdown. Now, this is a heavily truncated version of oh, what yeah. you oh, guys yeah. normally do, but they have a couple of fun topics, so why don't you. Go and give us one of those right now. Well, let me just explain uh, what it is that we do. So over on the Gory Picture Show, as I mentioned before, we watched the twisted, uh, weird... I, I'm not going to do it again. I, I nailed it the first time. <laughs> did, and you know yeah. what? Why put myself in that position? Exactly. You know, Lightning's not going to strike twice. Um, anyway, mm. on that show where we mm. talk about weird, gross shit all the time, we like to do a thing called the Gory Picture Show Breakdown. We have these little segments where we talk about very specific topics related to the film uh, with a title that is usually just some stupid wordplay that me and Brandon come up with. Um, but we're going to be doling out some classics for you. A couple of uh, the... Subjects that are always in our breakdown, the first one being the easily avoidable deaths in this movie. And and Mike, you put this first one here and it was like I blew my mind when I first saw it. Oh, yeah, so so <laughs> this scene, this is after... That the- blew my mind, because yeah. you'll, you'll is, see why that's funny in a second. This is after the crisis actor is revealed, and uh, <laughs> one of the uh, main characters shoves a grenade down his pants, and then he's just sitting there for, like... A- 50 minutes struggling <laughs> to open his pants to try to sh- to get it out. This is the slowest acting grenade in the history of on-screen grenades. Like, this guy has what feels like three hours to get this grenade out of his pants and throw it away from him. But he just fumbles. At a certain point, he is fumbling for this thing so much it just looks like he's jerking off. Like, <laughs> it is, he's just got his hands down his pants, like, fumbling around. It looks like he's masturbating. Yeah, it, it, it takes so to the point where everybody else who's surrounding him has had time to like clear the area so that way he's the <laughs> only one who gets blown up and he's just standing there in the center, just fumbling with his pants legs and like trying to get it out, and then it just, no, nah. no, he doesn't, and he blows up, mm. yeah, uh, and then it doesn't matter because doesn't yeah. no death means anything in this film at, at all, actually, at any of them, there's no weight to anyone's death in this movie at all. Yeah. Uh, the the next one now. This is earlier on in the movie. This is during the big hunt scene. Um, yeah. When they first get there, they yeah. first wake up. Yeah. It's a
1: very Hunger Games opening. There. Yeah, yeah. Where they
0: they're all going for the the cornucopia. The, yeah. In the middle exactly. with all the, the God. Hunger Games is such a better movie than this, huh? <laughs> yeah. A better anyway. political commentary mm, also. Yeah. Wait, for better. fucking children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this must be as well. Yeah. Uh, so. At the beginning of the movie, a lot of those character actors that we pointed out who are, like, you know, the the fodder to get killed, uh, they, they don't have names. They just have, like, like, I guess, vague character descriptions as their character names. So this one is wearing a sweatshirt that says Dead Sexy on it, and she's labeled as dead sexy appropriately because she's about to be dead although not the sexy part she's um, I mean she's a fine looking woman but she's not like particularly like sexed up that's like a bit much um, so th- they've all rushed in uh, to grab uh, to open up this crate um, and they're hiding because they think the crate is rigged um, which is I'm gonna get to that in a second because it shows that they are cautious of traps only in that moment because mm. uh, they do not think about it again. True. Uh, so this woman with a, a sweatshirt just like runs away. She falls into a pit of spikes mm-hmm. uh, a la, I don't know, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like, it's like in the movie The Pit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Then people just walk into the yeah. giant pit in the forest. Like, you could, you could, you have no depth perception. You can't just see it yeah. in front of you. So this dumb fuck falls into the biggest pit
1: ever. <laughs> it's uh, actually a very
0: shallow pit. Like, it's a very, like, narrow, yeah, shallow Yeah, but it's, 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 it's like, wide. maybe it's, yeah, very it's wide.
1: wide, but it's, like, what? Two and a half, three feet deep? Yeah, but it has and, spikes in it, so I guess... You'd be able point to point see
0: like, the spikes uh, in front of your face. Yeah. You you and be. they're big spikes. They're, like, Mortal Kombat spikes. So she falls on the spike. She's impaled by one, like, through her midsection, and, like, I think one goes through her leg. Uh, And then Justin Hartley from This Is Us and Smallville and... other things, probably, maybe, I don't know. Um, he shows up and he's like, I'm gonna get you out of here. She's like, It's my birthday. I'm gonna eat a bunch of cake or pie, I think
1: she says, because <laughs> yeah. birthday pies. I'm gonna eat a whole pie.
0: Like, and, and you know, I'm not gonna get into the pie versus cake debate, but yeah. birthday cake is a thing, and yeah. you eat birthday cake on your birthday. Yeah, uh, anyway, birthday so he's pie. like, All right, and I'm gonna count of three, I'm gonna pull you out. This woman is impaled <laughs> through her mid set. She's done. <laughs> it, like, it's game over for her already, but Justin Hartley. The green arrow, he persists. He He pulls her out. Pulls her out. And she's miraculously not gushing blood out of both ends of her fucking... And he's he's (laughs) helping her limp away from the scene, and he no longer... No one is any longer concerned about traps because he just steps right on the landmine. And he blows up. Right. She is also caught in the explosion and we just see her like fly away and then later uh, Ike Baronholtz comes over to the pit and she's back in the pit she's back in the pit and she's uh, <laughs> she's been she's had her bottom half through. blown clean off yeah. run through again somehow still conscious and alive and talking to Ike Barinholtz, who's like, we're gonna get you out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's like, no, I'm, uh, just shoot me. Like, I'm I'm dead. And he's like, no, and he takes her, she takes his gun. She takes her gun and says, stop being such a fucking snowflake. And then she yeah. shoots yeah. herself. Um, yeah, okay. And then uh, last but not least, uh, I, I don't know. Ike Barinholtz is trying to escape with a bunch of people. One guy, uh, they're going over a barbed wire fence. One guy is the last one to go over. And someone is shooting arrows at them, and Ike Barinholtz is insisting that this fucking guy continues to try and climb the fence instead of run away from the guy who is just firing arrows yeah, through yeah. this person. they shoot, like, two arrows at him before yeah. one of them hits him. It's like Legolas is out there just going at yeah, on yeah. this guy. So he gets... Justin Hartley <laughs> is put on his <laughs> green arrow costume and is there <laughs> firing away. Yeah. He's switched sides. So then he gets impaled by one of the arrows and then, again, still, like, able to run around and do stuff. He runs back towards the people shooting him with the arrows with his pistol and then they just shoot him another couple of times. And Which I, I get it because, like, if life was like a rock paper scissors game, uh, you know, gun would beat bow and arrow, right? <laughs> yeah. like but not when we you had to choose. But not when you can't see where the bow and arrow is coming from. Good point. Also a good point. You're not. if if the green arrow is wielding that bow and arrow, you're shit out of luck yeah. <laughs> All right, so now let's move on to the uh, the next topic. this is this is my favorite
1: uh, t- uh, subject. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, dialogue's so bad. The writer might say it was improvised. I, I mean, feel like so much of this dialogue is so bad, but it's so
0: specifically written. Like it is yeah, so scripted. Yeah. We've mentioned a couple of these already, but yeah, let, let's go through the it fucking here. snowflake line. Yeah, uh, that one. Like that was the first indication that like I want to, I want to shoot myself in the face. Um, and then we were talking uh, at the scene where. Uh, the the guy is getting shot with the bow and arrows. Oh yeah. He just says, "What is this Avatar shit?" As if Avatar is the only form of pop culture media yeah. that's ever used arrows before. It's not even like what I would remember about that movie.
1: Like, no, I don't. It make sense to me in the uh, in the moment. I'm yeah. thinking more like Robin Hood kind of. Kind like, of. What shit. Are
0: they like wearing like motion capture suits?
1: <laughs> the big blue. That's people Avatar. Shit. I mean, they are
0: giant <laughs> blue people shooting at them. <laughs> Uh, we could have written uh, a better movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, we mentioned the It's My Birthday cake line. Yeah. Um, and then there's this moment where they they, te- they seek refuge in this convenience store, which is also a front. Like, it's also just, like, uh, like a, a trap for them. Uh, and then they, they kill the mom and pop who own the shop. And before he kills one of them, he, he says, For the record, asshole, climate change is real. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking fuck you. Yeah. As if That's as a little dirty gonna, hairy
1: line right there. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he's gonna go to his grave being like, oh no, I was wrong all along about, about global warming. Uh, oh, and also, okay, so then there's a part where she meets up with uh the, the podcast conspiracy theorist yeah, guy. Ethan Suppley, who, yeah. by the way, mm. very interesting man. He did a great uh interview with Tom Segura. If you want to know about like his like weird uh, I, I, his weird, he, he was known as like the, just the big guy, at a physically big guy. He was like uh, morbidly obese, like huge. He was on uh, Boy Meets World for a long time as uh, mm-hmm. one of the bullies, like flunkies, Frankie. Um, but yeah. he did a great uh, interview with uh, Tom Segura where he talked about like just, like, the the journey he went to, like, kind of transform his body. It's very fascinating uh, and, and worth checking out. And he is better than this movie would have you believe. Uh, just okay. wanted to say I'll say it. also, he does a very convincing job at playing someone, a podcaster. Who, someone who I would hate. Um, a podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has a line. It's, it's, in the, it's in all the trailers where he says, like, these liberal elites are going to hunt us for sport. But what the trailers hide from you is that in that same scene he also says those liberal elites you know those globalist cucks that run the deep state (laughs) yeah like again just again just throwing every buzzword every single like you know like landmine word that you can in (laughs) there globalist cucks and deep state are definitely things i've i've read too much online yeah and then uh we we talked about the animal farm line at the end, uh, that whole exchange, yeah. uh, and then the last one. Now this is, uh, this is literally what is said in the movie. It's not culturally acceptable. The at uh, the point where she she meets another big fat burly white bearded man, uh, elderly probably. Um, you you got the image in your head, <laughs> and then he he says. Uh, once we once they once they blow up this operation once they once they you know bring it public is like we're going to go on handy just like them two jew boys who took down nixon <laughs> yeah which I, I i did like i i really did laugh at that i mean just as like a journalism student who has hmm. been forced to watch all the president's men no. a million <laughs> and a half times sure. anytime it gets referenced i just like laugh almost out of sympathy for myself yeah. Also, um, but also- were fucking we're Woodward and Bernstein did they go on Hannity? I, I have <laughs> no idea. Was Hannity even on the air when that happened? I think like, the idea is that they exposed a horrible conspiracy. Uh, not right, necessarily right. that they went, they went on went Hannity. On, but he said we're gonna go I don't think was like I, I certainly don't think he had a talk show <laughs> when this happened. Uh, he was probably like Twenty or like
1: eighteen, maybe. I don't know how old Hannity yeah. is. He looks like uh, I don't know, fucking goblin. Yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense. That they were just going to be championing this this expose, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: But he said we're going to be on Hannity just like those two, and it's yeah. like, but why? Why specifically? Why Why would you bring up them specifically then in that the, moment? Because they not Wasn't that the Washington Post? Yeah, Washington Post isn't that far removed from Hannity now, right? i mean i mean now that they're owned by bezos yeah like, mm. yeah things some of, some of them are pretty red over there yeah now let's move on to our our breakdown that we do on this show mm. so on cinema marketing breakdown so we have the critical response for this movie all i'm gonna say is this is kind of derivative mm. yeah i'm kidding i'm sorry <laughs> so the rotten tomatoes critic consensus <laughs> 57%, 268 mm. reviews, 153 of them were positive, and 115 were negative. I am surprised that there are more positives than negatives. I'm surprised that the percentage is that far uh, in its favor. I'm not. Film critics are stupid, mm. and they have yeah. dumb opinions that you shouldn't listen to. Yeah, you know what? I also feel like there might have been an, an I guess, a feeling of obligation mm. to, like, rally behind this movie as like you know uh, in solidarity against Trump and the conservative I mean, media in We're solidarity t- against like censorship sure yeah like like I, I get that as far as like just like a some sort of like political outrage causing a cancellation of a film like I, I am not for that ever like I don't I don't ever want that to happen I want every movie that's ever been made to be available like just as, like a general rule even if I hate it <clears throat> I just don't—yeah, I just don't think that, that that should be wiped from history, as they seem to almost do. Yeah. So the critics' consensus reads, The Hunt is successful enough as a darkly humorous action thriller, but it shoots wide of the mark when it aims for timely social satire. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I will say that, yeah, the—, the yeah, the darkly humor. It's, it's not a funny movie at it's all. Not no. It's not funny remotely. I mean, yeah. I guess, like we said, like, at least some of the positives, like, I guess, like, some of the, like, the action scenes at the end, like, at least are, at least more well choreographed. It's, like, a decent, decent mindless action. Those yeah. scenes are, like, you know, they're, they're tolerable. Like, so, so, so yeah. this was released by Universal, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Universal's probably not listening to this podcast. I can tell the story. We went to go see, uh, what was it? It was a Universal screening for a movie. Doesn't matter I'll what, probably remember what when the movie the was. We were so... Oh, it was Candyman. It was Candyman. We were so taken aback by how fucking old everyone in this critic screening was. Like, these critics were, like, on death's door. One man legit had a walker walking. Like, like, these Mm. people were, like, struggling. These are the people that, like... And Universal always treated us wonderfully. They were uh, they were very kind to us. They always invited us to everything. We always really appreciate. They're the only ones who seem to take us seriously, especially for the horror stuff, which we loved because Plumhouse, uh, you know, is is uh, under Universal. <laughs> but like, holy shit! Like, I mean, if that is the the demographic of critics that were going to check out the Hunt, then uh, yeah, that makes sense to me because I, I think that like boomers would probably. Clam on to this. This is Facebook humor. This is, you know, Minion memes humor. This this makes perfect fucking sense uh, as far as, like, if that is who is reviewing these movies, checks out uh, that 57% would would be positive about it. Yeah. I'd say, like, yeah, a combination of those folks and the ones who thought that, like, being, like, opposed to this movie would be, like, I don't know, like, standing in solidarity with Trump. (laughs) But, But, yeah, so... Uh, now we go over to Metacritic, where, uh, where Metacritic, the rating is a 50%, right down the middle, as they mm. intended. Um, 15 <laughs> reviews are positive, 9 are negative, and 21 are mixed. Uh-huh. Yeah. So just just a note about the, the Metacritic. So Metacritic doesn't work like Rotten Tomatoes. Metacritic scores are based on uh, scores given... In reviews yeah, so it's not like average yeah it's not like positive reviews versus negative reviews or like the percentage of positive views it is based on the average scores of all the reviews they've uh, accumulated yeah some of these mixed reviews might have been considered positive on Rotten Tomatoes yeah or, exactly. or negative some stars. of the negative reviews might be considered positive and just judging by how it really is up to whoever is locking it into the system mm-hmm. to choose if it's a negative or positive review yeah, I think there's – some people have noted, like, on Twitter, like, they'll go on on rot- Rotten Tomatoes, and sometimes they'll say the score as, like, two and a half, but it'll still be, like, a fresh review, and they're like, yeah. why did this happen? Well, you can you can look at, like, the quotes that they – because, okay, so Critic can go on the Rotten Tomatoes, they'll enter in a blurb from their review, and then they can choose if it's a positive – a, a oh. rotten or a fresh review. Yeah. And so they'll, they'll – some – I've seen a ton that are, like, clearly, like, negative quotes, mm-hmm. but it's marked fresh. Oh. Um, so – it's a garbage system that you should not use to judge movies on. It makes no sense at all. The most inoffensive movie could be a ninety percent positive just because it's so mediocre. You can't say that much bad about it, and it's uh, technically good. Yeah, um, gotta say, technically, most Marvel movies. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I, 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 I'll totally like like Doctor Strange. Like I. I Black like widow. The, I like Black, Black Widow. Captain exactly. Marvel, yeah, it's like the same they're thing. just inoffensive. It, it's not necessarily that their their actual quality. Like the, that percentage means fucking nothing. Mm. Sorry. So yeah. So on so on Metacritic, we look at the highest and the lowest review uh, given, and the highest review. Was Zobel's film grapples Directly with the political spectrum And uses everything we love and hate about each other As fodder for humor and horror William Bibiani from The Wrap Gives it a 92 out of 100 Wow yeah it's Generous a, yes. Yeah lick my ass yeah. That's insane <laughs> It does not Yeah I don't it's, It grapples directly With the political spectrum Again it, uh, aside mm-hmm. from just Throwing out some Meaningless buzzwords yeah. mm-hmm. And it, using every it, For humor and horror It's like It just seems very generic Like Maybe horror But sh- sure as yeah. shit No humor in this Yeah, yeah, yeah Well it, it's, it, at least, it's,
1: it's, so, it's such a Safe comment Because everything That we love And hate about each other yeah. Like it, it's just it's so vague like, so
0: It's so, vague, so vague, yeah. It's such a poll Type of poster quote type of yeah, thing. Right. Well, The rap is a dog shit fucking publication anyway. My old boss worked for uh, that publication and he is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then the worst review, uh, I, I i had to pick two because mm-hmm. these two were both zero out of 100. Oh, uh, yeah. And okay. one of them, the first one reads, the first one is more stupid and silly. Um, and it's also from the New York Post, which is might be the worst publication of all time. But uh, it reads... There simply aren't enough synonyms for loathsome to do the new movie The Hunt justice. Perhaps if we expand into other language, sist detestabil e repugnant, reads Johnny Olkosinski of the New York Post, a zero out of a hundred. This one, it just feels like, yeah, just... Again, the, the, the boomer humor that would appeal to someone who would like this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, big time. Yeah, surprised that, Again, I'm surprised mm. that, like, conservative media, the New York Post... I'm surprised that they were didn't, like feel like they, like, this is my Black Panther. Like, (laughs) like the people, the dads who saw nobody.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then in a more, in a more measured Zero review, Mm. uh, In its eagerness to not condemn any political view, its points are so blurry that you have no idea what it's trying to say. Its meaning, to the degree that it has one, just slides off the screen in a jellied mess. Stephanie Zacharek of Time Magazine gives it 0 out of 100. Uh, That's a great critic right there. That is a beautiful quote that perfectly sums up... uh, Yeah, I think we said all of that when we were talking about the movie. Less eloquently, uh, certainly, but yeah, absolutely. And also without the need to be like, you know to try to, like, be funny about it. Just, like, give you straight up, this is a bad movie, mm-hmm. this is Here's it- why, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Good.
0: We need more <laughs> female critics in this in this space. There aren't enough, and they also are not very well treated when they are here, so we need yeah. to, you know... We need to protect them, yeah. yeah. Not us, like, specifically, but, like, you know, I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> <laughs> box office. <laughs> so the box office for this movie. Funny thing about this movie is that the release date of this movie, March 13th, 2020 was the weekend right before the entire world shut dead, shut down. Right before everything uh, everything that you hold dear was uh, was taken away from you. So this movie opened at number five on its opening weekend, oh. and the other movies that were opening on that same weekend as it, that opened higher. So Invisible Man was number four, and it was in its third week. And then at number three... This movie called I Still Believe. Oh, oh is that yeah. the one with uh, the Riverdale kid? I I mean I don't know AJ Apa some could be Christian rock movie I think it's I think it's yeah. the one with the reveal yeah. kid I think this is the movie that cornered the market for the Christian conservatives to go to that weekend mm-hmm. it was uh, the I can only imagine if its time yeah. yeah yeah I think it's like yeah every year now there's like gonna be some sort of there's gotta be like some sort of like you know faith-based like you know movie oh. that is gonna just you know do gangbusters cuz
1: it appeals to that specific demographic Have but you I was seen the trailer for the uh, the Trump prophecy no, oh my God, oh Jesus! We'll, sh- we'll have to watch. Yeah, we'll we we'll sh- sh-
0: show you. Yeah. I'll show you that after this movie, uh, after yeah. we do this episode. <laughs> I just remember when I was in Catholic school, mm. we as a choir, like like just every like person in my grade, we all had to sing. I can only imagine oh, in front of the parents, <laughs> and it was just like terrifying. Like it was it was awful. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Uh, the number two movie, which also opened that week, was Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. Oh, we watched that together. We did. Yeah. This is the first movie That's we watched right. together. We did it over uh, the... The, over the Lord, phone, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it's terrible. Bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> and Not worse a, than this, but bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then Onward was the number one movie that weekend, mm. and it was in its second weekend. I liked it. Yeah. That yeah. movie fucks. It was it was a it was a decent grade Pixar if I could say so myself. You know, I hear that's how Chris Pratt got his Mario role. Yeah, was his, his work in. Yeah, there. Wow, I, I am thinking there are a lot more voice roles that he has had yeah. like that. The Lego Movie. So yeah, I guess there, he really does have like voice actor Chris Pratt. Yeah. So the Hunt made five million dollars on its opening weekend. Definitely not impacted by the fact that there was a global pandemic on the rise and yeah. people were afraid of going to the movie theaters anyway. Mm-hmm. but there was that the budget was, for the movie was 14 million dollars uh its total domestic gross in total was the 5.3 million dollars that it made on its opening weekend because yeah. after that mm. theaters shut down right uh its total worldwide gross ranges depending on where you look from either 11.4 million to 16.2 million depending mm. on so where so it didn't you even looked. really break even yeah. i mean you know to break even you have to make double your budget right isn't that the yeah, thing. I mean, even for a movie yeah. that is as cheap as this, it's like you definitely needed to, like, you know, scrounge up a, a little bit more mm, than, yeah. than that. And also, I can imagine, like, yeah, the COVID scare at the time was, you know, causing, you know, no, sure. more hesitancy yeah. to go to the movies. Yeah. Even the number one movie of that week onward, it only made $10 million. So yeah. it was at the point where people were like, all right, we got to start hunkering down. So Yeah.
1: That was the last movie I saw when before everything started to shut down. Was Onward? On, Onward, yeah. I watched
0: Onward. Yeah, it mine was, too, actually. Onward was the last movie that I saw in theaters but I didn't I didn't like go to pay to see it i was working as the projectionist at that time and mm. like it was like the the last day where we had to like you know everything shut down so i was like i had like a, a, an hour or so left and i finished everything that we needed to do to shut down so i put on onward and i watched it from like the top projection booth oh, and cool. that's mm. how i watched the last that's, movie of, of the theater that sounds like a nice like yeah going experience it does yeah, yeah. There were definitely times where it's like I. There were times where I did just I got paid to watch movies. and yeah, man. Where I just sit and I have nothing to do. I just I got I got a couple free hours. I'm gonna just put on this uh, movie, uh, yeah. oh, oh, and watch it from the. When window. you were a projectionist for those fucks, it sounds mm-hmm. like it was actually a pretty sweet gig. When they made you do other shit, that wasn't yeah, nah, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so then the home media release for this movie Due to the uh, the COVID pandemic uh, The film was then released on VOD The weekend after On March 20th, yeah. 2020 uh, My birthday uh, <laughs> It was the saddest birthday I've ever had mm-hmm. was uh, Watching the hunt, crying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And hey, I was we were we were five days into lockdown and I already felt like I was like I've been detached from this world yeah. for too long. Oh, I'm so yeah. low. Yeah, Dude, like- I, I was hallucinating like when my first like week working at home it was just me and Prince in the house and Prince is my dog for those who don't know. Um, me and Prince in the house and I was like I, I swear I was like hallucinating him talking to me <laughs> like I was I was going crazy. Sarah had her job so like she was still going out and stuff. I Was alone all day. and I was losing my mind. Yeah yeah. First week like, yeah, it did not take long. The fact that we did we if only we could have pre- foreseen how long it would have gone for. Oh god. Yeah. Oh I would have blown my brains yeah. out probably. I feel yeah. like yeah the, definitely like the 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 ex- the ex- over extensive degrees to which we over exaggerated <laughs> the first week. It's really sad and pathetic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then the movie was then released on Blu-ray on June 9th of twenty twenty. Nothing really interesting on the bonus features or anything. Mm. Uh, I just, I, I mean, it really. What do you expect on there? Like, it's, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right, and yeah, the movie is also available. To, yeah. The movie is also available to stream on HBO Max which is where we all watched it <laughs> yeah yeah or well you downloaded it right or did you download it onto hbo max i downloaded it on hbo oh, max okay. yeah all right so now as we're moving towards the end of the show we added this uh, new feature to the show yeah. uh for the poll questions oh. so now last uh, last episode's poll question for spider-man we had asked on twitter uh what is your favorite spider-man movie and the responses we, we broke it up into two separate tweets so that way we would have enough room for all of the movies so the first it was a little slanted in, in how you described that second tweet by <laughs> the way but yeah we'll get to that in a second so the first one was which is your favorite Spider-Man movie and since Twitter only allows you to pick four options I put Spider-Man Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man Homecoming and Into the Spider-Verse and Spider-Man 2 ran away with that poll of, uh, of course yeah. not, inf- not at all affected by me waiting the scales. Can you give me, like, the full, like, wh- how many people so, voted, what are the percentages So there, there? was 14 votes mm. in total. There was 7% for Spider-Man 1, mm. 50% for Spider-Man 2, mm. 7% for Homecoming, and 36% for Into the Spider-Verse. Hey, how is it not Into the Spider-Verse? I'm sorry. All right. I, th- I won't get into it. I think we very much have it appeal towards the, the nostalgic Raimi fans who loved that second movie. Also known as fucking old people. Let I'm an old people. I love- Get it th- together, you- and then <laughs> Brandon's just doing doing the two thumbs of yeah. this guy. We right found here. out <laughs> also We found out also senior, during yeah. this trip that Brandon still has not seen into the yeah. Spider Verse, which and we're was gonna Rick. clockwork orange it into his little eye holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we're gonna actually just make him do that once we're done with this episode. Straight up. because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just a fun movie, and I would like to watch that with you guys. Yeah. Uh, and then the second poll I put the rest of the movies. I said, Which is your favorite Spider Man movie reject edition? Yeah. You <laughs> so I put like Jesus the mo- <laughs> Christ. Why would you do that? <laughs> so I put Spider Man. 3 the amazing spider-man the amazing spider-man 2 and spider-man far from home which it was i know it's a it's a well-liked movie um, I just, I guess, I have less positive feelings towards it, so that's why I put it there. But yeah, Spider-Man: Far From Home won this poll yeah. at fifty percent. The Amazing Spider-Man Two has thirty three percent. I'm assuming. Did you vote for that one? I could imagine you probably. No, did. I actually think I voted for Far From Home. Yeah, because I that's that's I think of those definitely the best. Yeah. I, I love The Amazing Spider-Man Two. I think <laughs> we're gonna that do is that. The most Spider-Man Spider-Man has ever been, and mm. I'll I'll die on that hill. But uh, Far From Home, I rewatched a couple months ago, and. What a fucking film. I mean, like, it, it, it's really so cool. I think, like, the best depiction of uh, Spider-Sense uh, in, in any of these films and, and him coming to grips with it, like, he's not just like, oh, I have this thing that alerts me to danger. Like, he has to understand what the sensation is that he's feeling, and it actually, like, plays, like, a really important, like, part in the movie. It's such a good movie. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it's really underrated, and it's dismissed because of its MCU ties. It's a fucking solid Spider-Man film. All right, and then also, and then Spider Man Three with the seventeen percent of the vote. No votes for Amazing Spider Man One. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah. get it. Yeah, I, I like that, the movie. That, but I don't think I that, get that it. I don't think it's possible for that to be anyone's favorite. No favorite. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I like the suit. It's one of my favorite suits. I, I think it's say. an ugly, disgusting looking suit. I think I you're an ugly, disgusting looking suit. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, what's your? Do you have a favorite reject Spider Man movie of between uh, between these? No bias shown there at all. Oh.
1: A favorite? I like Spider-Man
0: 2. Well, the Spider-Man 2 is the... Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. I mean, of the good movies, but of the bad movies. Oh, the, oh yeah. I to the bad ones. For the oh, reject, I, I reject to, the edition. Only
1: big, dumb idiots like me like them. I would, I would have to say... I have to say Spider-Man 3 because I haven't seen The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, good. good. Uh, you yeah. don't need to. I mean, I think
0: it'll be fun to see. Yeah, I, I I voted for Spider-Man 3 also. We had fun watching that movie last week even though I did throw oh, up during it. God-awful movie and I'm convinced that the movie was part of the reason why you threw up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I threw up because of how disgusted I was at Peter beating Beating M- his Jen. girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man <laughs> beats his girlfriend. And then it brags to Aunt May that <laughs> Spider-Man killed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, (laughs) Oh, God. All right, so our poll question for this week, again, this isn't part of a franchise, so we can't ask, what's your favorite The Hunt movie? But we figured that because this movie had such a really, like, explosive and stupid controversy attached to it, we wanted to ask, what's the dumbest movie controversy? (laughs) So we have four options. Uh, Our first option is Joker. Where you know just because it's a movie about the Joker, mm-hmm. everyone thought that a bunch of Reddit thugs were going to shoot up theaters. Yeah, and it uh, seemed like uh, you know on a cell beat. Luckily, nothing uh, came of it. The interview where the movie was like pull, again pulled from theaters because of threats by North Korea. Um, <laughs> And then we have uh, the uh, the most recent movie, and the one that we most recently saw. We mm. saw the one I like the most. We the one we saw last night at yeah. the IFC Center, *Benedetta*, where yes. <laughs> at the New York Film Festival this year, a bunch of uh, Christian protesters were protesting the movie's uh, use of religious uh, blasphemy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, although there, there's there's uh, there's some I guess credence to the idea that they were they that the protests were staged because like they have uh, like were they crisis actors Mike? No. <laughs> oh. But it's just that, like you know it's like was made as publicity for the studio to drum up controversy for Who the knows? movie. Mm. It could be. And then I have and then the last one is The Matrix where in the wake of the Columbine shooting right. people thought that this movie about People who wear trench gun, trench coats and trench, right. guns, <laughs> trench guns and shoot people. That, that, that would, they're wearing trench guns. <laughs> yeah. All honestly, all four movies that have potential uh, on the show yeah. at some point. I have, I, I will, if anyone wants to know my, my vote, hit me up, uh, and mm. I'll, and I'll let you know, cause I, I have a very clear, uh, is it Benedetta? No, no, no. Bened- Benedetta, I, I honestly, like, I kind of get why, like, religious people mm. would be, like, offended by it. Like, it, it, it adds up. It's, uh, if, if I, like, loved Jesus, yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck is this shit?
1: this is. Yeah. This I would is have awful. a lot to say about the Matrix. Yeah. I, yeah, it, especially, like, in the wake of Columbine and, and, you know we had to find like some someone to blame for what was going on mm, it was the media it was the m- movies it was yeah. the music it was the video games yeah Doom when and, like Nine, and Nine Inch Game Nails they were, they were thrown into Nine that Nine Inch as, Nails i uh, Marilyn Manson
0: I know was like yeah, part Mar- of that shit yeah. yeah you know there's there's reasons yeah. for oh, any for one sure. of these yeah. four yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. so Absolutely. let us let us know on Twitter we'll have the poll running for uh, at least a week once the, after this episode after this episode is uh up and listenable so you can vote mm-hmm. on which one uh you would give your vote to and now uh, we're coming to the end so mm-hmm. i want to give uh bef- let's go do one more gory picture show category the the psycho gore meter how gory is this movie from a scale of one to ten uh, uh i'd give it what a like a five, four, maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I got a four. Yeah, I'd, say, I'd say five. Yeah. I'd say the, the dead sexies, like, entrails as your yeah. upper torso mm-hmm. is blown off. That's pretty gnarly. Definitely yeah. uh, more CG. than I was expecting. A lot of CG, like, heads exploding yes. and shit like that. Not a lot of good practical right. stuff, yeah. So I got a.
1: To knock off yeah, probably like I'd say maybe like a that.
0: four or a five, it, maybe. Enough, yeah. Yeah. I think that the, the severed body is carrying most of that. Though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about the TGPS horny meter? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think this is even on the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not a horny movie. This is even less than the WNUF Halloween special. Yeah, I could use some more horniness in
1: this movie. This, yeah. is, this is a one for me. Now, if we were talking about uh, Benedetta. Benedetta, then oh,
0: that's a ten. That, that breaks you know, the scale. It yeah. would
1: break the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, to make a new one. But in comparison, yeah, I, I would say this is this is a pretty soft on the on the scale. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, Maybe, pretty. We give it a one zero. One, well, yeah. yeah, one probably. Yeah, I don't even think one. that... So now we're
0: gonna get to our... Rankings for Mm. this show. So the first one is for the movie as a whole. What would you give the movie from one to ten? Two. I'd say two. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on a two as well. This is the lowest that I've rated a movie on this show mm. at this point. Uh, it's a movie that, yeah, thinking about it uh, fills me with rage. I hate it so yeah. much. It's so pointless and stupid and vapid, mm. uh, and it has nothing important to say, and yeah. I'm glad that what it got What kind buried. of monster would make two people watch this movie for the sake of <laughs> their own content? I would hate to be what in that guy's of, shoes. What kind of fucking animal <laughs> would do that to other people? What about you, Brendan? Oh, I gave it a two as well. A two? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so now let's <clears throat> go over to the movie's marketing as a whole. Mm. Uh, how do you think that this movie uh, was marketed? How do you think that uh, the marketing influenced the perception of the movie? And do you think that the marketing accurately reflected the finished movie? Um, Based on the trailer that we showed during this, mm. I would say, yeah, it's a pretty accurate description. But... Um, like as far as uh, like the the effectiveness of this movie uh, of the of the marketing selling this movie to me, very very low. I, I I'd say like like yeah, like same as the the rating for my the uh, rating for the, the gory, meter. Gr- yes. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I would say given what. I know about the marketing just from what we've talked about I, because it really wasn't on my radar mm. you know because I didn't really pay that much attention to the marketing because I'd have found much more compelling marketing would say like Black Mirror which, yeah. which the very first episode which involved uh, a lot of pig political fucking. commentary and pig fucking yeah, yeah exactly and so whenever I see the poster for this film that's what I think about yeah. Um but but yeah I would say in terms of like its successfulness or it's, <laughs> its successfulness it's uh, <laughs> it's uh ability to succeed or you know uh, convey what the movies con- yeah. yeah I would I would say they they do so in a very like safe way sure uh, you know to, to bring in as, as many people as possible without turning as many people off as possible um, but, um, but yeah I'd say it's 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 totally you know, pass- passable marketing, but nothing that I feel like really, I guess, primes you for mm. what to what to expect in terms yeah. of like the like like the the tone. Yeah, because like yeah. we, we still you know? didn't know like what is this movie's
0: angle like just right. from the trailers. Like, yeah. we didn't know like what what is this movie where what is this movie trying to say? And I still and I'd say that. I think I maybe I'll meet it in the middle and give it like a five, just because of like the explosiveness of like the controversy and how it like got caught up in like you know the conservative outrage. Anything that pisses off conservatives, I think, is uh, worth being credited. Uh, but I do think that like yeah, the the marketing like playing on all of like the the stupid buzzwords and all of the like you know the, yeah. the 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 like the the winking and nodding at all like you know political things. But it also – doing so and then also, like, sanitizing it in a way where it's, like, it just feels very, like, mismatched. And then when you go to see the movie, like, we were not – like, we thought at some point, like, well, clearly this has to, like, you know, say – they, there's no way that they would make a movie that's like you know pro this ideology. There has to be some sort of like subversive commentary to it. And then when we saw the movie, and like there isn't, it kind of just straddles the middle and almost in some ways kind of sides with it. So that's why I'm like, yeah, it, it's not getting um, it's not getting a good rating on the marketing for me, mm, despite right. how despite like you know the the flashy headline grabbiness of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. All right, so that's the end of our show. I'm I can't believe we got through it. I like <laughs> I can't believe it. Either. I can't believe it's this wasn't a 20 minute episode. I did yeah, not yeah. want to talk about <laughs> this thing at all. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. An hour before this, I was like, I don't know how we're gonna do this. This is gonna be so painful. But but you guys, you guys can make anything interesting to talk about. So Aww. that let people know plugs. Where can the people
1: find you and your show on the internet? well you can find me at the brandon hardy on twitter you can find our show the gory picture show at gory underscore show
0: yeah and we're on all podcast services um be sure to subscribe check us out listen we don't have that many episodes you can totally get through uh, our whole catalog yep. right now <laughs> we're like what we're like 19 episodes mm-hmm. that's that's a fucking that's a weekend baby yeah uh just uh, throw that shit on do you have a favorite episode you'd like to suggest to the people yeah, maybe um, one that has uh, someone yeah. in this room in well, on it. you know, I'm, I'm very excited to say that uh, this is the first time Brandon and I have podcasted in the same room, like ever. Yeah, this is uh, very right. fun and exciting. I'm sorry that we had to do it talking about this movie, but you know, <laughs> what can you fucking do? Um, but uh, I, we were talking about this uh, over the weekend. Brandon came down to visit. We've been we've been straight up fucking chilling with Mike here, and it's been a fucking blast. Um, but uh, we've been talking about uh, what our favorite episodes from our, our show have been. Uh, Uh, video violence uh, is one that I really love and I just
1: love Mm. this movie now like I've I've come to really adore it shot on video schlock from the 90s man Uh, what about you Brandon Oh, yeah. Video Violence is a great one. Also, uh, Butcher Maker, Nightmare Maker, and more recently, the WNUF Halloween special. I don't know. Our guest was kind of a shit yeah. on that yeah. one. I don't, I don't like him very much. And no, I'm sorry. Halloween.
0: Mike was on that. He did amazing. He actually carried that whole episode. He did. Me and really Brandon did. were fucking shot to shit <laughs> during uh, October, so uh, Mike really stepped up and, and, and carried that one for us, and yeah. we had a really fun discussion yeah. about a movie that I think we've all really come to uh, love and appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. so yeah if you want you can listen to me on the the Corey Pictures show on the WNUF Halloween special episode and uh, if you go further back into the catalog I was also on their episode for Color Me Blood Red which is their third episode yeah. mm-hmm. not not as uh, enthralled about that anymore. no, no. <laughs> yeah, we had but, some choice words for that yeah. one yeah, yeah. Uh, but you could also yeah you can find the show we're on uh, Pod on Twitter and a Marketing podcast on Instagram uh, follow us on Instagram that's where we post in the story we post all of the stuff that we talk about in this episode we talk about the we we post the posters and any sort of like trailers and other fun media related to the movie in ways to like give kind of hints I, I definitely took that from you two where on Twitter you just like kind of make vague hints as to what the next mm, movie is vague with quotes around it because we fucking give it away so quickly Yeah, like, slugs with slugs. But they're they're slugs pictures yeah. of
1: slugs <laughs> <laughs> they are like are you doing slugs I'm like no absolutely not no we really never really do never that on this, that. this show yeah. the,
0: the, it became such a meme where it's like we will never do slugs yeah. on this show we will never do the 1988 film slugs slugs. <laughs> <laughs> slugs the movie that's also a fun episode yeah, yeah, I, I love the, the slugs movie yeah. uh, episode uh, and yeah and on Twitter follow us there and that's where you'll see the poll question where you could participate in and we'll also you know again we'll retweet and make hints on there as to what the next episode is and And so we're going to leave you now with a teaser trailer for what the next movie is. Uh, If you're able to guess it, um, I'm sure you might be able to if you know the movie well enough. But if you won't, uh, stick around on Instagram and Twitter and try to put it together before uh, we put that episode out. Uh, It will be for Christmas. That, it will be our Christmas episode that will be uh, coming up next. So uh, listen to that when it's out and uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you Merry next time. Merry Christmas. Bye. He's
1: gotta be asleep by now. He used to stay awake all night waiting for Santa. I think those days are just about over.